0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential podcast. I am Andrew Kahn.
1: I'm Eric McMahon.
0: Ryan Zook is probably about to board a plane uh, in Omaha to, to come home. He was there uh, at the College World Series covering Michigan for for us. Um, so he's not part of this podcast, which you know he, he should be in a way. He was the guy covering the biggest story here, but at the same time, we, we had to get this thing out. And he's not getting back till a little later. Uh, I'm guessing he's got a layover, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we didn't want to wait till tomorrow he was okay with it we want our listeners to know Ryan was okay with us doing it without him. I think him. he was okay with, I, don't, I don't yeah know. he seemed okay I mean I talked about the possibility of calling in he didn't really jump on that so <laughs> uh, so be it but I would of first of course urge uh, our listeners to um, you know read his stories uh, from this week in Omaha on livecom slash Wolverines um, yeah it was the the magical run ended for Michigan um, you know with a with a game 3 loss uh to Vanderbilt the number 2 team in the country um and yeah there's a there's a lot of different ways to kind of approach this i guess just the game itself um that game 3 at least michigan won the first game then lost the next two um in the, in the world series final you know they just they they had more chances they had chances to score more than they did uh, especially early in this game i mean the first three batters just hit frozen ropes and they're on the board one nothing uh but then that's it. That's all they got that inning. So that's you know two on, you know nobody out, and they don't they don't uh, they don't tack on uh, the next inning. They got a runner to second. Uh, I think in the fourth they had two on, uh, one out, and then loaded the bases. Um, the next inning they they had a, you know fly out to the wall. They they, they were just mm-hmm. you know they just didn't really catch the breaks in this game, and uh, I think Vanderbilt was. You know, maybe the the better team. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, with thirteen, they were the, the favorite going on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Again, number two team in the country, and, and you know, thirteen Major League Baseball draft picks on the roster. Um, but you know, baseball is a funny game. The, the best team does not always always win. They win at a lower percentage, probably than you know other sports. So. Geez, you get all the way to the championship, especially you win game one. It's just tough. You never know when this chance will, will come again.
1: Yeah, I mean, they the final two games they combined for ten hits. Uh, pitching let them down at times. The bullpen let them down at times. Mm-hmm. I think so that that was I think the story of the final two games. Michigan, I thought played very. Well. They play, They won that first game. Came out hot. They they're riding the wave of momentum. Um, I just couldn't, couldn't finish it. Yeah. Uh like you you mentioned ch- scoring chances when you only muster 10 hits in your final two games you have to find ways to manufacture runs and and take advantage of when you have base runners and scoring bases Yeah, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. And I think that's what that was a downfall in game 2 and really game 2 and then obviously you know, you saw what happened in game 3. Yeah, I mean it's
0: uh you know they got they got hot at the absolute right time in a way uh you know from the Big 10 tournament on to to get to uh Omaha and get to the finals and then kind of I don't want to say they went cold they just you know, as they say in baseball, momentum's only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. And uh, Vanderbilt had a couple of really good ones uh, on the mound the last the last two games. Um, so yeah, I mean, as, as was mentioned uh, on ESPN, often we were just talking about uh, before we, we hit record here was uh, um, you know some of the storylines they were they were harping on, but. Um, it's True, Michigan did, you know, need that walk off win, which was called live here on, on the podcast. That's right. that, <laughs> that, was that. Yeah, yeah, that was that game. That was it in the Big Ten tournament to keep the season going. Uh, and then, you know, they, they got a couple wins after that. They didn't win that event, but um, they put themselves in a position to where they they would at least get a bid to the NCAA tournament, still one of the last few teams in. Um, and then just you know rolling from there. That's when they got hot. Um, you know, out in uh, Corvallis, Oregon, um, and then you know took down the the number one team in three games, kind of an epic series uh, at UCLA, um, and then geez, they just really uh, took it to a new level in Omaha. Um, you know, they they hadn't lost until until they did lose their final two games uh, of the season. Um, it's just uh, I don't know. I, I actually ran into uh, my neighbor is a big big Michigan athletics fan, and uh, you know he. He saw me when I was taking out the trash this morning, a little, a little late. One of the trucks had already come. I oh. had missed the recycling, but I got the other two out there. But, uh, you know, first thing he said was, uh, you know, what a, what a season, you know, what a team got beat by a, a better team there in the championship. And it's true. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, again, you read Ryan's stories here. The, the players were, you know, not really, they were kind of straddling the fence of mm-hmm. great season, but man, we were so close to the away. championship. <laughs> exactly. One game away. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, it's just, it's just tough in any sport. I mean, we've seen now a lot of the Michigan teams programs, uh, you know, kind of get to that championship and lose here over the last, you know, seven, or eight years or so. I mean, geez, most, most of them have, have done it. You know, the men's basketball mm-hmm. team, of course, a couple of years ago got to the championship game. Uh, the hockey team made it there. Uh, the softball team got there in 2015, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, before losing to Florida. So, um, Yeah, they've they've been there. Um, It's just again, like I said, uh, they had a very good a good season. uh, Michigan just to, I I think now the expectation will be at least to get get into the NCAA tournament for sure. But you know that's not we saw that's that's not a given. They kind of they didn't sneak in, but um, you know they weren't they weren't really safe until until the final weekend of the season. Um, And then anything can happen in these tournaments. The number one seed, you know, did not. Did not make it to Omaha even so, yeah.
1: I don't know. When you it's, put it's things tough. in perspective, I mean, this was from in baseball terms, this mm-hmm. is a grand slam of a season. I mean, you mm-hmm. couldn't have asked for anything more. I mean, obviously, the Michigan fan base and the Ann Arbor community and everyone else, I'm sure, wanted them in the Big Ten. Even you know, for for most Big Ten programs, probably uh, they wanted Michigan to win it all. That, that would have been a huge boon for the Big Ten, a huge boon for Northern baseball. Um, you know, so if, from if you're a Michigan player, or a fan, you're happy because they got there, and like you're, you're probably surprised at the same time because I'm guessing most of the, the fans Fans that watched this team during this tournament run probably weren't, you know, up and up but about the team and they right, had right. watched them most of the year. Um, but, you know, it was, it, was, it was an interesting ride. It was a fun run. But you're right, I think this raises in some ways. And, and I think Eric Bakich and the players you know, yesterday, last night after the game, you know, talked about this. But this raises expectations for everyone. I mean, from, from a recruiting perspective, from a uh, success perspective, um, you know, Michigan hadn't, hadn't been in this position in a long, long time. Uh, and to get their finally and get a taste of it, I think mm-hmm. it's going to want you – know, they're going to lose a lot, a lot of guys, it looks like, after right. the season. But from a recruiting perspective, I think this helps backage and staff to go into some of those homes and say, hey – you know, yes, the SEC is is there every year, but we can get there, and we're a good school. We have a good education. Uh, we've got a good footing. Uh, so I'm curious to see where this program goes next year and beyond. Exactly,
0: I think it nail on the head. And I would I would suggest readers, you know, it's it's for now the most recent story, but I'll probably be writing some more. It's the headline is Michigan's national runner up finish puts program back on college baseball map, uh, and it hits on on, on some of those those things you just said about how um, you know they they can now. To, to outsiders, you know, in that locker room, they, they believed what they were building towards. But now to to recruits and, and outsiders, we could say, look, we just did it. We just made it to the championship, mm-hmm. um, you know, despite being, uh, you know, for in the, a Midwest team, a Big Ten team. Um, so, look, you know, we can do it. You can get there. You can get drafted. Um, you know, top, mm-hmm. several top three, you know, three guys drafted in the top three rounds um, of, of this recent MLB draft, you know, out of Michigan. Um so, yeah, they're hoping that it'll just uh, kind of snowball for the program. So they do lose, lose six seniors uh, as well as, you know, almost certainly you would think that the three juniors um, who were drafted in those first round, uh, in those top three mm-hmm. rounds uh, with, with Henry and Kaufman, the two pitchers, um, and then uh, uh, Jordan Brewer, um, you would think they're gone. Um, you know, Kerr and, and Thomas, two a, of to a the uh, more, you know, impactful seniors that will be gone. Um, but, that, that was only a handful of the names
1: of the yeah. con- contributors of this team. So there, there's plenty of other guys that that will be back. Um, and Package is shown an eye for talent. We brought, I mean, a couple of those guys were JUCO transfers, junior college transfers. He could always go that route again if need be. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, the sky is the, the sky is a ceiling at this point. I mean, Michigan. I think from from a pers- uh, winning perspective and a recruiting perspective. Uh, things are looking up for for package. Absolutely. Will
0: they, will they, you know, be able to retain him? That's another question I've heard from Michigan fans. I mean, my thought would just be, you're already at Michigan. Um, You know, they'll pay him.
1: If Um, I'm more manual right now. The facilities are there. Uh,
0: You know, the, uh, and and now you, you've proven you can, you can get there. So you, you know, what, what else are you, what are you leaving for other than that? I mean, Mm -hmm. you, you built it now. So, uh, yeah, but we'll see I'm sure others will make a run at him so okay. Why we'll not? see what will happen there um, all right well speaking of, we were just talking about how you know baseball should be able to recruit at a higher le- at a higher level now uh, football certainly it was a it was a huge weekend I mean they had a lot of players yeah. visit here and a lot of them uh, uh, left um you know, Michigan ended those visits with commitments from players, or at mm-hmm. least shortly after they, they got back home, there were uh, you know, social media announcements of, of commitments. Um, how many exactly were there from just the past few <laughs> so days, five or six?
1: Four on Sunday, mm-hmm. three on Monday into Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we had another one on Wednesday. Okay. So that's eight. And, and it uh, sounds like we, they may get another one today and possibly later this week. So we're looking anywhere from – right now there's been eight announced. Right. Um, I've seen anywhere upwards of ten. It, it's weird because it, when, when you follow this stuff on social media, mm-hmm. all the coaches – technically, the coaches are not allowed to speak of recruits. Right. By NCAA rules, prohibit them. However, the Michigan's coaching staff and, and I think coaches from other schools have, have – the last year or two have gotten this idea where they go on social media and be very coy about yeah, it. Yes, you know, the speaking can, code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they basically tweet about a guy committing without mentioning his name. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like I think they've got upwards of 10 new commits. I think they do expect one today. Um, but yeah, they've been extremely busy. They had uh, official visits on Saturday. They had their barbecue, they call it every year, where they invite all the top commits in. Uh, again, it's, they give a tour to the campus. They, the whole not, they, roll out the car- red carpet for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is always the time of the year where they, they get these, these commits. Um, again, started Sunday. We'll go down the list here. Yep. Um, some someone, some are bigger than others, obviously. Some have higher ratings than others. Um, the big one, uh, as of right now, is A.J. Henning, the uh, the four-star receiver from Frankfurt, Illinois. He is the number one uh, rated recruit in the state of Illinois. He, at this point, uh, is the highest-rated recruit in Michigan's 2020 recruiting class, uh, 5'10", 180, 183 pounds. He offers from Notre Dame, Georgia. I mean, you name it, he had an offer from um, Notre Dame, I believe. was It was down to, from my understanding, it was down to, I think, Notre Dame, Michigan. I think Georgia was in there, too. He took a, he took a visit to Georgia recently. Um, but he is, he is committed to Michigan. Uh, he, he's super fast. I think he ran the 40-yard dash in, what, I think, 4.5 seconds or so, give or take. Um, he, he's a quick guy. He kind of fits that mold of speed and space that Josh Gaddis has been emphasizing. Uh, he's a little on the short side. He's, I think he'll be a slot receiver, um, but the, the kid is fast. Um, so he, he he committed on this was wednesday he, he, so he's the latest one mm-hmm. um he so he jumps Brayden mcgregor is the highest rated recruit right now in michigan's class they now have two top 100 kids um, of the 17 that they have now of committed. the 17 um, 18 if if you count one we'll get into him in a minute um uh-huh. uh, the the other four-star kid that recru- that committed this i think on, he was on sunday jordan Morant. Um, the safety out of Oradell, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Is it at Ber- Bergen Catholic. I think how you pronounce it Bergen. Bergen Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, the powerhouse there in New Jersey. Uh, another four-star kid. He's 212, So he's got some size on him. He's uh, ranked 160 nationally. He is the tenth best. Again, this is all. These are all from the 24/7 Sports composite rating. So you know, give or take yeah. a few. Uh, he's a, rated as the tenth best safety in the country. Uh, so he is. He's on board as well. Uh, and then going down the line, they got several, uh, four and three star kids, several three star kids, uh, center, center, Reese Atterberry, uh, from Eagle Crest High School in Aurora, Colorado, Six five two eighty. 280, he's already got some size on him uh, he's ranked as the eighth right now. He's, he's only three star kid, but he's ranked as the eighth best best center in the country. And again, you
0: see with a lot of these kids, uh, you know, where their other offers were coming from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that speaks more highly than, uh, ratings. or more loudly than yeah. yeah their ratings. And, you know, there's certainly a theme with a lot of the guys on, on Sundays that Michigan was at least Michigan was, you know, beating out, uh, Ohio state, mm-hmm. Penn state, um, you know, and often sometimes Notre Dame. And in some of these cases, even, you know, more high profile programs, uh, outside the big 10. Now yeah. I realize, you know in football, especially an offer doesn't always mean okay. that, you know, the team is super high on them. They might then start, you know, kind of recruiting over him. And, and, you know, the interest might not really be there, even if an offer came at one point, but um, I mean, geez, I don't but In the case it. of
1: Henning uh-huh. and, and, and probably, okay. So Henning and Morant, mm-hmm. Marat, those two, I think were were being recruited by some of those tops. So, I mean, yeah. they four star, they're right. like Henning's a borderline five. So like some of these kids were being, You know, chased after by some of these bigger schools. You're right. And those are, I think, from a a recruiting perspective, recruiting battle perspective, those two were big wins for Michigan. Right. Um,
0: And then a lot of the guys also from, uh, uh, as you were, I didn't mean to interrupt you going down the line, but there was was certainly another um, one or two from New Jersey, New York area as well.
1: um, Yeah. William Mohan from Brooklyn, New York, Erasmus Hall. Uh, again, he's, he's 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 so he's only a three star, um, four forty two overall in the class, um, but he's the third best recruit in the state of New York uh, out of Brooklyn. I think you wrote about it when I was I was gone over the yep, weekend. Yep. But he's right now the only recruit from the state of New York on the on the twenty twenty class, but also on the roster. Right, so they, right. it's an area where Michigan's the last few years they've done a good job of recruiting the Northeast, but it's been mainly New Jersey, Massachusetts. Um, they haven't really touched the state of New York a ton. Now they've been going there the last few years for those um, for those camps, satellite camps. Harbaugh has made stops, um, and they may have made offers to kids, but there's been no uh, commitment there. He's the first, and I would have to go back and look, but it's probably been a long time. Right now, part of that is you know New
0: York, the state itself is not right. it's not typically a hotbed for mm-hmm. for football players. I mean, the Ray Rice's, the Andrew Kahn's only come around <laughs> every so often. But this particular program, at least, was uh, you know has been producing a lot of mm-hmm. you know top players. Ohio State, I think, has. Two on their on their roster currently from from that program. Um, so you you know, and he definitely had a Ohio State offer that Michigan uh, beat him for. But I think uh, you know Chris Partridge um, and uh, Anthony Campanelli, the mm-hmm. one of the new assistants, certainly ha- have a hand in, in getting these um, you know Northeast players.
1: Yeah, Michigan's made uh, strides the last few years. Again, I just talked about Northeast, mm-hmm. um, they made strides in uh, they're, they're recruiting California and the West Coast a lot more. They're, they're trying to make inroads in Arizona. Um, that's where they have their their new the quarterback in the 2020 class, J.D. Johnson's coming from. Uh, Illinois has been big. That's where they get A.J. Henning. Uh, so they're making inroads in er, certain areas. While they haven't put so much so much of a focus on Michigan, as you've seen, and I think uh, Enzo Jennings just announced today that he's he's number three recruit in the state of Michigan, Rogue Park. Uh, he's going to Penn State. So Michigan's only hit on one of the top three recruits in the state of Michigan. Um, but they're, they're, they've gone out to other areas, and they've so far they made inroads in, in other states. In the past, they've gone to Georgia. Um, but anyway, keep to continue going on the line here. You know they they got a three star offensive tackle from California from J Sarah Catholic. His name is Jeffrey Percy. Uh, he's, again, another big boy. He's offensive tackle, 6'7", 265, uh, Good size. I watched a little bit of tape on him the other day. He moves well. He's got good reaction. Uh, obviously, some of these guys are probably you know they're, just, they're probably not going to play for a year or two down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but size wise, that's what you want. You want a mm-hmm. guy coming, you can mold, and he's he's ready to go. Uh, again in the defensive side they added a three-star defensive end Aaron Lewis from Williamstown New Jersey 65 uh, 235 uh, so he's again another New Jersey kid uh, and then there are a couple others they added Iman Dennis from St. Johns in Shrewsbury Massachusetts he's an athlete so he is a he, he's playing both ways like he's playing receiver and cornerback and I think he plays running back as well so I'm curious to see where they end up putting him uh, he is 510 173 pounds a little bit on the undersized realm however a number four ranked recruit in the state of massachusetts a place where don brown is recruited heavily so i suspect maybe he'll be on the defensive side of the ball but again it sounds like he's another athlete where they can put anywhere they want to um i believe that rounds out the list um but more more, more to come, more could come yeah i mean um, they've only got they've, only, well, the one guy we forgot to talk about um Gage Garcia. He is, so he's not listed on any of these recruiting lists. However, he announced his recruitment to Michigan. I think was it Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he plans to come to Michigan as a as a wrestler and to play football. Okay. Uh, he, he plays, I think, running back, fullback for his high school team. Uh, he was a state champion. He won a state championship in football. He's, I think, a top five ranked kid in uh, the country in wrestling. at I think a 195 pound weight class. Uh, so he's a kid that it sounds like a Harbaugh type of guy who is is big is is he play he's multi sport athlete now I, I presume once he gets to Michigan he'll probably have to pick one I, I can't think of any kid any guys on the Michigan football team right now that are playing other sports right so I think they're he's gonna be forced to pick one um, however it sounds like as of right now Michigan is gonna let him. Choose or they they like him enough where they've they given him the option of uh, playing both so we'll see about him as well but right now you know after this haul, right. Michigan has jumped yep. I think they're in the, the teens last time I checked they're now number nine. the recruiting class is now ranked ninth nationally number two in the Big Ten they they are still a little bit of a ways behind Ohio State um, but you had a couple more four star kids or maybe a five star here uh, they could they're going to get close again
0: yeah absolutely no that was that was a major takeaway I think you know we'll now you know, what are considered seven, uh, four star players They're you know, they're, they're right up in there now in the thick of things with, with some of the rest of these programs, but yeah, still, still a little behind two of their, I don't know, schools. I probably consider peers if you will, with, with Ohio state. And then, you know, even Notre Dame outside the big 10, um, they're, they're sitting at, uh, Notre Dame's fifth, Ohio state's seventh, but, uh, yeah, Michigan's up there in the top 10. And, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's it. It's now it's now a dead period for
1: recruiting, but that doesn't mean kids can't commit. Correct. That that can yeah. still happen and Correct. will happen. And a lot of kids like to. I mean, the, they'll do it before their, the fall seat yep. before their senior football season mm-hmm. starts. They want to get out of the way. They don't have to worry about it during their senior year. Uh, some kids will drag it out. Mm-hmm. Um, some will get out of the way too because they want to, you know, sign in December and then early enroll in yep. January. You're starting mm-hmm. to see more of that. Uh, the coaches are encouraging that. Um, so it'd be, it'll be interesting to see how many of these kids end up. Uh, no, not only signing early which it looks like most of them last year most did um not only that but how many of them mm-hmm. so. um so yeah i guess we'll, we'll stick with
0: re- with recruiting as far as uh, and move to basketball um sort of the big name there is franz wagner yeah. you know moe's younger brother um his season is now over in in germany uh and uh yes, the, the machine beat is now working on their translation skills, uh, of, of, these, of these stories that are coming out of, uh, Berlin. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've got someone that I've got multiple people that can translate German for me. So I'm not just using the, the Google translate. I'm not knocking those who are doing that. I'm just saying, ah, I don't, me. I don't, I don't fully trust that all the time. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I've got, you know, a, a source coaching, uh, you know, who's was on the coaching staff there. Um, you know with Albert Berlin, um, you know, and so hopefully, you know, we'll hope to have updates on this soon. But you know, if if he's made a decision yet, like he hasn't told uh, that many people, so I, my guess is he hasn't because I think it'll it'll get out there pretty quickly. Um, you know, once he does, um, and I don't think he's going to want to wait, you know, too much longer. Um, you know uh, one of the Michigan assistant coaches said recently, July 3rd was the date that they were going to start their, their skill work, um, you know, with players, you know, the current roster, I'm not saying he would have to decide by then or be there for that first day. Um, but you know, you don't, wouldn't want to think he'd want to fall too far behind, um, you know, because he, he would be for this next season. I mean, he's a, he's a player that would, that would come in right away and and play. Um, uh, so yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a huge kid. I mean, one of the, uh, You know, recruiting experts at at 24-7 Sports, Evan Daniels, uh, you know, said he'd be in the top 50 range if he were, you know, uh, an American player who was, you know, just part of these rankings but, he, mm-hmm. but he's not um so you know that'd be that'd be a huge get i mean that's where jalen wilson was right there at, you know inside the top 50 um you know before decommitting amid the coaching change and ending up at kansas um they still have cole badjama uh you know who's right there top 100 um but that's just a one-player class we've talked about this they've got three open scholarships they love for for one to get snatched up by uh by Franz, so uh, we'll see where that goes, and there's still the graduate transfer possibility. But as we, you know, sound like a broken record on this podcast, you know that that market has been somewhat picked over, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just not sure, you know, what kind of what kind of player they might get there. But they are diamonds in the rough. Um, I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's just you know every day that goes by, it gets closer to the next season and a little later in the game. Um, so you know we'll see. Uh, and Juwan Howard is out there uh, offering a lot of. A lot of five stars, a lot of four stars in the 2020 class, the 2021 class. Um, I don't know. I'm, st- I'm still in the process of kind of sorting this, this whole thing out. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's just fair to just always compare Jawan to John Beeline. I know that's going to happen. It's going to be something that, you know, we as writers probably are going to do to a certain extent and it's not really fair, but you know, he was a coach for the last 12 years. This is something that, okay, this is what you got used to as a mm-hmm. Michigan observer uh, for how they went about things. And this is, this is a little different. Um, so uh, yeah, they're kind of, they're offering more, more higher profile player players. And I just mean just a, a larger volume. Um, so, so we'll see what, you know, how, what the result of that is, um, you know, with no actual, Commitments yet. It's still too early for that. It's still it's, it's hard to say. Um, you know, kind of you know the whether this will bear fruit. This strategy. Um, but How many scholarships
1: are they sitting on right now?
0: They've got three open Two ones open. for for this coming season. Okay. Um, and then uh, as far as then the, the next year, if they're looking at that, um, there would be there would be four. There'd be five. Wow. Um, you know, there'd be there'd be four. For certain, um, you've got you've got four for certain. Okay, you've got because um, you've got uh, three now. Um, plus, you lose you lose two players in, in Xavier Simpson and John Teske, and you add. We know there's already one one commitment coming in, Zeb, okay. Zeb Jackson. Um, okay. Then you've got, uh, but you know, not not signed yet, just because you can't yet. Um, and then you got Austin Davis, who would be a red shirt senior. And again, this is a new coach, a new policy, I guess. We'll see how it goes. But I mean, typically in college basketball now, that, that fifth year is not by any means guaranteed. Um, so, I mean, I, basically, I guess it'd be a conversation of what whether he would want to stay the player, whether the coaching staff would say, well, you know, you had your four years and you've graduated and you know, best of luck. And we've got a we're allocating that scholarship elsewhere um so that could be that could be a fifth um you know and then that would be a a senior year for isaiah livers eli brooks you know you've got other guys that are that would be you know juniors at that point i mean so just as far as i don't mean transferring but you know the nba you just have no idea i mean you looked at say dj wilson a few years ago would anyone have thought if we were talking about him at this stage in his career Mm -hmm. then you know he would have been an NBA player, but maybe Brandon Johns could be that guy eventually. Colin Castle, you just don't know. So, sure. um, you know, at the bare minimum, uh, you know, the the four spots, but probably more likely five, five or six. So that's a lot. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're already talking about some commit uh, offers for the 2021 class. That, that would be where the, the current, the guys who, who, you know, just finished their freshman year last season would be seniors. So that's that's oh. that seems like an eternity away. So, yeah. um, you know, he's got a lot to offer there. So.
1: He's got, so in a way, it sounds like the coaching staff is you know two two sides to juggle here. You get you got you know you've got your team going into next season, but right. you're also thinking long term. Right. How are you gonna fill those slots? So it's, mm-hmm. it's a you know, it's a lot to do. It is. Um,
0: so yeah, we'll see. Um, we we'll, we will get a current. We'll we'll get a look at some of the current. Uh, players uh tonight thursday night um at this it's called Moneyball uh summer league tournament um near lansing uh i'll be there so uh you know i'll get a look at uh, xavier simpson isaiah livers uh david DeJulius tonight i'm told adrian nunez a fourth wolverine who's committed to the event uh in gen- as a whole will just not be there tonight for whatever reason um but uh you never know what these things, you know. Okay. Michigan players did not play the last. There were no Michigan players the last couple of years. The year before that, it was it was uh, assistant coach Sadi Washington's first season um, on the Michigan staff, and he came from Oakland, where you know their players often participated. So, kind of uh, his, uh, you know, he kind of nudged players yeah, towards doing sure. it. They did it that first week. Then it wasn't really happening. You know, mm-hmm. it's an hour drive. You know, from here and it's basically pick-up it, basketball. It's you risk injury. It's they, like- well, it's yeah, it's, it's in Michigan State's kind of backyard that yeah. their whole team plays in it. You yeah. know, on different different squads. But um, you know, the appeal. I don't know. I'll see for myself what yeah. it's like there tonight. But you could see why maybe some some backed out. So you know, it's scheduled for Thursdays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays starting tonight. This Thursday they'll play next uh, Tuesday, but then the following Thursday is, is is the fourth. So they don't play that night. And then that takes you into the next week and probably will be reevaluated then. But this is opening night. Uh, I'll be there. I'll see. I mean, it's always interesting to see Xavier Simpson. I feel like he's always an off-season story just because of his outside shooting. Did he tweak it? What has he added? Mm-hmm. You know, is he doing left-handed hook shots now? Um, you know, livers, you know, how, how is his, uh, you know, is he ready to take on that next step? He'll be asked to do more offensively for sure. You know, and then the other two guys were just freshmen that didn't didn't crack the rotation last year. So, um, you know, what, 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 are, what are their games looking like? Um, you know, how much will we glean from one game of pick up basketball. I mean, we'll see. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll be there to, to report on it. Um, well that, that about wraps up. I'd say this, this issue, uh, episode of uh Wolverine confidential podcast again, please, uh, please rate and, and subscribe to it. Uh, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, but, uh, that iTunes review in particular uh, would be uh, appreciated and, uh, check out uh, all our stuff on dot mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.